0: Welcome to the first episode. I was gonna I was gonna think of are we gonna throw in the name in there? Of course straight
1: off the bat. Of course. Uh Whips, brains and chains. Whips, chains and no. No. Whips. Whips, brains and no whips whips, chains. Whips, whips, chains chains, and brains. Like that doesn't sound right. This is not what we agreed (laughs) upon. Already having collaborative disappointments any uh whips chains and brains whips chains and brains Whoops, chains and brains yeah welcome <laughs> welcome to it smooth <laughs> welcome to it welcome to it <laughs> sit down grab us grab a cup of coffee maybe an alcoholic will grab, grab a sit
0: down and grab a sit, sit on down. a cup of coffee <laughs> okay okay <laughs> okay but no, we, we we kid we kid
1: but in all reality welcome
0: yeah <laughs> So Whips, Chains, and Brains is what we, after months of discussion, months. have landed on to call our podcast. It, it's a great name. It was one of the original ones we
1: came up with <laughs> that I turned down initially, but Lauren was like, mm,
0: no, <laughs> it's not. It. It's going to come to me. <laughs> and then three months later well whoops, chains and brains and I was like bitch I said that months ago <laughs> that was my idea and I apologize for it I just needed time to sit with it yeah I feel that sometimes you watch something the first time and it's like shit but mm. then you watch it like three more times you're like you know what I like this or like a song that you hear the first yeah. time and you're like
1: ooh, and then the next time you're like
0: mm. yeah
1: <laughs> I feel that yeah no but that was well, I was never like ooh, but no it was more that I was like I feel like it will come to me but it never yeah. did and then I was listening and I was like hey actually that's a really good
0: Sometimes when you come back, it resonates more.
1: Definitely. And we
0: feel like it's a good kind of point of, um, like, naming our podcast because it covers things that... Yeah, well, for us, like... We want to talk about, like, sexuality, which is obviously we whips. can pull in with the whips. Yeah. We want to talk about, like, trauma mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like, more difficult things to discuss, which, like, even, like, abuse and things, which can be covered more in the chains aspect. Yes.
1: I also feel like chains, for me, relates back to, like, sisterhood or, like, just connection, Connection. Yeah. like chains and bonds that you make with people yeah um
0: whereas me being me i, I give it negative connotations yeah yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> or like you know as a woman the chains that are bonding us to
0: society's expectations exactly like
1: <laughs> when will we reach that glass ceiling the you know what <laughs> yeah <laughs> So it's got many meanings. Yeah. And And then, I mean, brains because it's quite
0: self-explanatory. We really want to, yeah, we do. We, you know, that thing that's behind the front of your skull and between your ears. Yeah. (laughs) We want to talk about as well, like academic types. Mm. We want to discuss the academics in relation to what we are talking about, because um, yeah, we it gives it some validity. Like, bring some evidence forward, yeah, statistics, education like that. around mental health, yep. and it's just super interesting and like we like researching it anyways. So. Yeah,
1: so you know, stay tuned for all of these great subjects. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So it was a nice little yeah rundown. Totally, <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah, hopefully. This, you
1: just, like, get the overview from, as as we progress, we'll just get better and better, so. Yeah, don't um, listen to us right now. Yeah, right now we're rambling, because it's our first time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's my first
1: time. Even though we've recorded many episodes. Literally, like, 20. But this is it so why are we doing I think that's like a really good lead-in into Today's our first episode topic? Yeah. yeah
0: okay so Lauren and I have been like wanting to make a podcast for like what six months oh my god Longer? since I've been home like I like, mentioned
1: it to you when I was in quarantine which was in
0: yeah October. so long ago yeah and we've recorded like actually a lot of episodes a lot. and then just kind of bitch out and don't post them you get
1: scared um, it's hard to be vulnerable, but that's something else that we also want to bring to it. Yeah, because we're
0: super open, vulnerable people. Mm. So it's like we want to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but there has been more of a recent uh, yes, development that has really pushed us to start this like sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, So today we want to cover the topic of my last relationship Mm -hmm. with a man, Jake Bizant, who is uh, involved in the National Party Mm -hmm. in New Zealand and used to impersonate me online and would make snapchats and um dating sites and things and would engage in like online sex as me and would send nude images and videos of me mm-hmm. and that was happening throughout the last like two and a half years but then um we obviously split up and then I found out in the last few weeks that he's still doing it yeah so, so we kind of want to talk about it yeah and and why we're doing it in the way that
1: we're doing but before we do that we should do trigger warning
0: yeah yeah Um, so because yeah we're going to talk about like sexual content obviously mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about like abuse emotional abuse in particular Mm -hmm. um so we just wanted to give trigger warnings in case this is something that you can't really cope with listening to yeah yeah
1: um and we want like our podcast to be really fun and like hearted and stuff but obviously we are going to be discussing really serious serious yeah serious topics um So yeah, definitely trigger warning. Just want to
0: let yeah, whoever's decided to listen (laughs) yeah,
1: thank you by the way.
0: (laughs) We just want to let you know. Keep coming back, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. For our very first episode, we've got like firsthand experience of something that's happened to you. Yeah. Um, maybe do you want to talk about why we're doing it this way and? kind of like a brief rundown of yeah how you got to this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. So, um, obviously, like, with this happening in my last relationship with Jake, um, I had tried initially to deal with it, like, personally with him, um, with the family and things, mm. like, and do it all behind closed doors. Yep. Um, and get help as well. Like, mm. obviously... I loved him so much, and I cared about him a lot, and I wanted... I didn't like seeing him hurting, Um, and then when that wasn't getting me anywhere and it kept happening, I ended up going to the police, Mm -hmm. and that also did not end up working out. They did an ongoing investigation for a couple months, Mm -hmm. and basically in the end, um, just the way that the law was written, it couldn't be considered a criminal offense yeah and then I had a lot of people encouraging me to go to like the media or do something about it that way yeah but I really didn't want to because I didn't want to be vindictive yeah pretty much and I just kind of felt like hopefully going to the police was like enough of a scare and just get on with my own life you yeah. know
1: Yeah, but it obviously wasn't because it's still happening. And then,
0: yeah, and then a couple weeks ago, I found out he's still doing it. Mm. And now I'm just kind of at the point where I don't know what else to do or how else to go about it.
1: Yeah, and I think you should also say, like, when you say you don't want to be vindictive, it's because you understand that he has mental health issues.
0: Well... I mean, it's not my place to diagnose anyone, but I feel like you don't do things like this and hurt other people in ways like this without having your own like troubles going on behind closed doors. And I think too, because that's how I felt about the situation and I have struggled with my own mental health for almost my entire life, Mm. I think I had... Almost too much empathy in that sense, yeah. where I really let him cross my boundaries and and treating me this way mm. because I felt I could understand um, the pain behind the behaviour, and yeah. I I genuinely wanted to help. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. But you tried. I did for a very and long actually, time. Actually, like at the complete cost of myself. Yeah. Like, I yeah. lost. I think through this experience, and really just dragging along rock bottom yeah I really have learned that it's not my place or responsibility to um, pick up the pieces for someone else of course I if I can provide some kind of direction I love that yeah but at the same time I still have to uphold my own boundaries and I think I really also realized through this experience like I am a victim of my own choices like the reasons that I chose to stay and kind of self-sacrifice to help was just turning a complete blind eye to my pain and why I would even be there and tolerate being and mm. treated in such a way in the first place. Yeah. 100%. So I think I really learned a lot throughout that. Yeah. Um, which has been massively beneficial for mm. my own life moving mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also what kind of gave me that like, empathy to want to help rather than shame Shame. him in in any way yeah because I don't want to do that Mm. I just don't know how else to To stand up for for myself and somehow stop it from happening yeah it's not okay it's not fair
1: it's definitely not it's um that's such a hard situation to be in especially when you care about someone and you know you can understand that yeah they're obviously hurting yeah so Maybe we should go into, like, what's been happening, how you found out. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. So if that's,
1: like, cl- what you're wanting yeah. to do. <laughs> well,
0: I can – I mean, what obviously what's been happening recently is that I found out that it was still going on, um, which I suppose I actually will cover briefly because yeah. um, when I found out that he was impersonating me, like, at all – Obviously, I actually I'll go into that after. But very recently, I started suspecting it was happening again, yeah. and so I had posted on my social media um, asking if anyone had received like inappropriate messages from me, mm-hmm. and they had. Resp- I had a couple people respond and said that they had. Yeah, one sent me images that they had been sent, which is the ones like there was kind of set photos that Jake used to use. Mm. Um, of me and so because when they're explicit yes because after the first time it happened I obviously didn't send him anything ever again right but he had kept what I had sent him because he screen recorded it yeah Yeah, so when I found out it was happening again just recently was through asking on social media and that was the first time I'd ever publicized anything pub yeah you know like made it public that this was happening at all
1: yeah and I think the response to that was super encouraging Huge, and yeah. like thank you to everyone yeah that has shown support
0: i actually do want to say thank you because i had been terrified yeah. to talk about this at all for years yeah and then when i finally started talking about it i really did have some mixed responses mm. and so i felt really scared to stand up for myself but then when i finally did even briefly, the amount of support I received yeah. actually baffled me. Just to like a simple Instagram story. Yeah. Um, yeah, the
1: responses was amazing. Yeah. And I think that was like what really empowered you.
0: Yeah to feel like it's okay to be vulnerable and, and it's okay to like to stand up for yourself stand on here and talk about this yeah. exactly for sure i don't i wouldn't have done it otherwise yeah because like we've wanted to make this podcast but i hadn't intended really on talking for this, about this. no no
1: I, exactly <laughs> but it's just but um, that response yeah it was amazing yeah it it definitely um i think it changed the dynamic
0: <clears throat> yeah of the situation I feel like um I should go into kind of the beginning high like even how it yes. first happened. So Jake and I were like in a long distance relationship mm. and we uh he was living in America and I was living in New Zealand and he was there for like 5 weeks at a time. He would come home for like 2 weeks at a time. Yeah. And when we were apart, sometimes we would engage intimately over Snapchat, like mm. you know, we were in a relationship. Of course, yeah. Um and I knew he had screenshotted some of the things I'd seen him because you get a notification. Yeah. I had asked him not to, but at the same time, I also never expected anything negative to come from it. Um, and then I'd never, I never got a screen recording like notification or anything like that. I had genuinely had no idea. Yeah. And then when, uh, he was in the States, I got a message from this guy that I knew who said, Hey, I think, um, there's a fake Snapchat going around about you. Mm and I was like what do you mean and he said to me well somebody is messaging me and I can tell it's you in the images and the name the username is you but I just don't think it's you Mm. and I asked him to explain what it was that he was receiving and he was like I think you know what it is and I'm like what do you mean? Like, I have actually no idea. Oh and God. he explained to me the content and I knew exactly what it was when it was from mm. that. Jake was the only person that had it. I didn't even have it on my own phone. Like yeah. when you it was Snapchat, exactly. It just, it doesn't save. It doesn't, you know, and it automatically deletes on the other side. Yeah. So, um, when I first hit Jake up about it, he denied it, of yeah. course. Yeah. And then when, how,
1: I want to like, how could he have denied that?
0: Well, initially, he was just like, are you sure that you didn't send it to anyone else? Like, of, coor- <sighs> of course, it wasn't me. Like, rah, 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 And I was like, I know that it's you because you're the only person that has this. Yeah. You know, like, there's yeah. a not, I, 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 I didn't believe it myself because i never ever expected my own boyfriend to do that to me no but when it when he described to me what he was getting sent i knew a hundred percent it That's was him that and the only because person he was the it to. only i didn't even have it he was the only person yeah. that could have had it yeah and so when i kind of made that really clear that i knew it was him mm. cut the shit mm-hmm He said to me that he thought I was cheating on him and that he felt like he needed proof. Mm. And I wasn't really sure how he thought that this would even give him proof, but he, that was the reasoning he used. No, again, that is gaslighting. Yeah. 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 For sure. That like, it became more and more prominent throughout the relationship and more and more what I believe to be emotionally abusive. Yeah. Um, but I didn't pick up on it at the time. At the time, I felt like, of course I wouldn't cheat on you and of yeah. course I love you and you need to just talk to me and communicate with me if yeah. you have concerns or feel this way. Totally. And when you're swept up yeah, in the
1: like romance of a relationship, I think that's so easy to do.
0: I think too, like I was so unaware of my own like emotional drives and patterns in relationships back then. Yeah. And so for me, when something was triggering for me or um threatening like my self-worth instead of knowing my self-worth and standing up and being like hang on a minute I'm not putting up with this shit I felt triggered into proving myself Mm. like Mm -hmm. of course I love you of course you know and I was not aware of that I just used to act on my emotions yeah whereas now through this experience I've become so aware of that yeah
1: and, Which we definitely have to talk about yeah, at some stage. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. um, I think it
1: could help a lot of people. So
0: many people. So many yeah. people just act out, out of their own trauma patterns. Yeah. And they have no idea. And it's, it's hard to even get to a point where it, it's recognizable. It, it sounds yeah. ridiculous when you think, like, objectively, like, looking at it, of course, you can see that that's not healthy. But when you're in it, it's a completely it, different thing. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so what did you do when you found out?
0: So when I found out obviously I hit him up about it and he had denied it I said to him that if it ever happened again I would report him to the police Mm -hmm. I said that it wasn't like okay Mm -hmm. but of course I wasn't cheating on him yeah like reassured him I was trying to like yeah exactly and but I said if this ever happens again like I will report you to the police yeah that's humiliating for me yeah initially I was so embarrassed I was so upset um that Someone had even seen me, like, intimately in that way. Yeah, without your consent. Exactly. Yeah. And it was really... I found it really embarrassing to begin with. I think over time I've learned that this is his embarrassment, not mine. Yes, absolutely. I was about to say that to you. But initially I did feel very humiliated yeah yeah and upset and just like exposed i was violated I say violated is yeah, the perfect word that's for it. exactly how it felt yeah and it was really upsetting yeah. and distressing yeah um but that was actually a really long time ago now like three years ago
1: mm.
0: um and then yeah i mean after that like i it didn't i I didn't necessarily have proof of it happening to me after that it was more that i had a f- received a few messages from like my ex-boyfriend mm. and this guy that i had dated in the past as well one of them had said that um he was asking for like images of their body pretending mm. to be me mm-hmm. again on snapchat another one said he had full-blown engaged in like cyber sex pretty much oh with my god with him thinking it was me Ugh. again which was so embarrassing for me violating it like just to yeah it's just humiliating yeah um but i was so grateful that they even let you know let me know it became suspicious because i think there have been a few instances where i've suspected it's happened with other people that i've asked and have denied it but then when i had asked jake he had admitted it mm. so i think that these men just had felt embarrassed too and didn't want to Which tell is me
1: totally fair enough like yeah. if you've realized that you've been catfished like i yeah i think you would be and probably it, embarrassed for falling for it that and, way as well it's yeah. not just like and realizing it was a man yeah. on the other end when you didn't realize that it was i think not there yeah, yeah. No, like there's nothing wrong with engaging it no and, but, it, but when it's when not, it's not what you're not aware or yeah.
0: expectation exactly um so yeah, violating yeah it was not not good and then uh so I kept going yeah so I mean it it was happening the whole time we were together but I wasn't you weren't aware constantly aware so this first time when it happened I kind of thought everything was fine after that yeah and I didn't I don't I just didn't expect it to happen again I really thought it was just such a random awful thing yeah that was you know and like and you would
1: and that's what you would want to think too yeah
0: and then um we ended up living in the States together for about six months. Mm-hmm. And when we were over there, I I feel that it's kind of where, like, the emotional abuse began. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it did feel very... And you were also isolated. Yeah. And I didn't have, like, financial means mm. or anything like this. Mm-hmm. So Like, you were
1: truly dependent on him. Yeah.
0: Do you think that he wanted that? Um, Honestly, I do think that. but But who knows exactly I can't we can't it's just how I feel yeah yeah um it just the way went and that was my big concern moving over was I didn't want to not be financially independent yeah you know living here I was fully independent Mm. and it I was working in a good job Mm. and it was something I was really um just concerned about and I had voiced that before we moved over there um, but he was really reassuring okay. and was, you know, like this is kind of like a once-in-a-lifetime thing and it's going to be absolutely fine. It's, yeah, and it's, it's for it's, a short amount of time. Yeah, like it's, it's not
1: forever. Only
0: for this kind of long. So. I can totally
1: see why you would do it. I would too. Yeah. yeah. So
0: I just, I was like kind of swallowed my pride and yeah. was just like, get over yourself, Taryn. And, you know, I just, yeah. just went with it. Um, but when we were over there, that's kind of where the, the money started just getting used against me. Like I mm. couldn't do anything because... I didn't have financial means. My mum would let me use her credit card just to get, like, Ubers around the city and stuff. Because if I used, um, like, anything that was his, then I I just essentially got in trouble like a child. So I I felt really isolated and... um, I don't know. I just it made unsupported? me yeah but then if I ever voiced it I would just get called like ungrateful or you I, know I, I, so that,
1: again that's gaslighting yeah what do I know
0: but I think because I was so insecure and not confident in myself I really took it on board and would I didn't want him to feel that way about me. Yeah. So then I would just try to compensate in other ways and mm. I would just try to keep the house tidy and I would try not to use his money. And mm. of course he was, you know, paying for the groceries and um, the rent where we were staying and things. Well, actually I think the company he was working for was paying for the rent. But um, it was just the things where like I d- I knew that he was, you know – covering these things, so I was trying to do my part and trying not to have any kind of expectation around anything else. Yeah, and this was obviously causing... But it was causing, issues. yeah, it was causing distress because yeah. I felt like, um, it was, it wasn't that I didn't appreciate like where we were and what we were doing. It was just the fact that it would get used against me. Yeah. Like if we had an, like, for example, if I would find out he was doing like messaging as me and I would mm. bring it up, he would immediately bring up that I didn't pay for anything. Like it was, it yeah, was it, what would it, get used back and yeah. then I would feel guilty. And so then I would go into self-defending myself yeah. completely completely deterring from the original topic of conversation where this behavior
1: was not okay that's manipulation Yeah. Um, yeah yeah so
0: that was happening constantly and I think it was really breaking me down emotionally because I felt like I was constantly defending myself yeah and each time I would bring up this behavior that was really concerning and distressing to me it was just somehow like oh well you don't do this or you don't do that or yeah, I'm yeah. stressed because of this or I'm stressed because I thought you were cheating on me or yeah or whatever it was and so I instead of seeing these red flags for what they were I just didn't and was constantly Keep trying going. to make up for how he was expressing I was making him feel and what was triggering him to do this to me
1: yep totally so while you were there what happened like did you find out that he was doing this again, even in America. Yeah.
0: So when we were over there, obviously I did, I didn't expect this to happen again. Um, but then when we were over there, I had found this iPad and, um, he was like away at the time and I know that I shouldn't have, but I looked at it but you would because of all the issues that were going on. I like, just I couldn't that help myself. I yeah. was just too. And you're again playing into this pattern. Yeah. And you, yeah. I mean, he,
1: your, your trust had kind of already been broken initially. Yeah. So I, I 100 would do the same thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I opened it out and I found an alias called Caitlin Pierre, mm-hmm. um, and I think this was an account, an alias like like a fake for person. Everything. Yeah, like, like dating sites, Snapchats, Instagrams, fake, like a whole fake person. Wow. But had used images of me mm. as this fake person. Yeah. So there was, like, nude images of me that were being exchanged for, in, on these platforms. and For nude images of, of men? the men on the other side. And I lost my shit. Like, like I lost the yeah, plot. Like, I was hysterical. And I mean, how many images...
1: How many people do you think he had been talking to?
0: Well, because it was dated back years, like years. Yeah, that's another thing. How long has this been going on? I honestly can't even know for sure, but like probably since high school. Yeah, like a really long time. I know a lot of people again in the community know about it yeah
1: and and have, have been said that he's been doing
0: it since then well because they've been a victim to it yeah which i wasn't really aware of until well i wasn't aware of until i had reported it to the police down the track mm. and then they had told me that they'd contacted so many ex-partners yeah. and had been notified that it pretty much all of them had a similar story wow. to mine wow um but yeah so i so had found this <laughs> yeah i lost it after i found this and then he gave me a pretty significant excuse for his behavior and mm-hmm. where it had kind of come from. Yeah. Um, which is not something I want to go into just because it's not my place. Yeah. Um, but it was enough of an excuse to really create deep empathy on my part and yeah. want to help. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, I stayed and tried to mm. help him through his pain. Yeah um and yeah you suggested like
1: going to therapy and things like that right yeah
0: I suggested therapy I just suggested things that I felt would help help, or needed to be done or to change the this avenue of behavior um but it just didn't really get me anywhere Mm -hmm. like even when I would think he was going to therapy I would later find out he never had gone at all yeah um so it was just a case of me Ignoring my own pain and problems yeah. to try and help someone else's. Yeah. And yeah, I. That's very noble, <laughs> but no, it's not. It's like, it's. It, I think. You'd, it's you'd, a pattern. It's it, a it pa- is. it's a
1: codependent pattern. It's just unfortunate that someone took advantage of that. Yeah. yeah. But at
0: the same time, I don't you think I happen. would have learned these same lessons I have without yeah. like, being taken advantage of. Yeah. So there's a silver lining, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a hard lesson. But yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so that had happened. We, things kind of just turned to shit after that, yeah. to be quite honest. We ended up moving back to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved in with my mum for a while and he was really trying to show me that he was trying to work on this mm-hmm. behavior and, um, that really creating this, like, sense of sympathy, I suppose, for my part for um, why he was even behaving this way and that he needed support and, Mm. um, you know, all of that. And so um, we stayed together and he started going into politics, Mm. which I was really concerned about. Yep. And then um, early last year, I found out... That it had been happening again. Mm. And a girl that he had known, that he had had a friendship with, he had been impersonating her. Mm-hmm. And using nude images of me. Yeah. And they, she found out because two guys from Auckland who had been targeted um, through Bumble and Tinder mm-hmm. caught on that it was not her. Yeah. Um, messaged her on instagram and said i think somebody is impersonating you on these dating apps Yeah. sent her these um images wow. that were being used like in terms of intimate content yeah and i have got pretty distinctive tattoos mm-hmm. and so she could tell it was me oh my god and i now had proof mm-hmm. and i just said to him like i can't do this anymore it's like i i it's, I am losing the plot I cannot do this yeah I was like i I can't even express how mentally unwell I was like yeah. I had lost like eight kilos I couldn't which is eat. a lot for you by the way yeah, yeah i I weighed less I weighed like 47 kilos or something and Jesus yeah it was I looked unhealthy. Mm. I couldn't eat. I couldn't swallow water. It would get stuck in my throat. My chest would seize up. I was having panic attacks. I like my mental health was on the floor. It was, I was so distressed and so overwhelmed and so manipulated and so just losing it. Yeah. And I just said, I can't do this anymore. And I left and I reported him to the police Mm. and um yeah that was kind of what happened from there the police showed up on his doorstep yeah and tried to you know say this is what's what's been accused of you I suppose yeah and um he showed up to my mum's house where I was staying and basically tried to talk me out of dropping the statement um said had I thought about how this would affect him um. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, oh, what have I been doing the last yeah. two and a half years? Yeah, I was. Like, I said to him, I warned you that I would do this. Yeah, like you know, it's happened multiple times. Exactly. Like, it had happened constantly. You really tried to work through it. I had tried to help at the complete cost of myself. Yeah, and it wasn't just the stuff that was going on. Like yeah. there was a lot of. There genuinely, I believe it was such an emotionally emotionally abusive relationship. Yeah, there was also um other just like sly shit going online as Mm. well but that wasn't related to me so I'm not going to cover it yeah um but it just really it was huge like I can't even explain yeah and when he had come to me I told the police that he had asked to come and talk to me about it the detective asked me to record the conversation. Yeah. He said to me that in New Zealand, you only one person needs to know it's being recorded mm-hmm. like legally. Yeah. Um, we didn't have any intention to do anything with the recording. He just wanted to make sure that he wasn't manipulating me. Yeah. Uh, which he was. He was trying to get me and to drop it. And the detective
1: firmly believed that. Yeah. He yeah.
0: he said that he, he was perverting the course of justice. Wow. So he was threatening. Well, he... I wouldn't say threatening. He was implying that he would jump off a bridge yeah. if I didn't retract my statement. Yeah. Um, he was really saying to me, you know, have you thought about this? How this going to affect my life? I'll do anything. I'll go to therapy. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and initially I was trying to really be stubborn and stand up for myself. Yeah. Which I had really struggled to do up until this point. Yeah. And just said, like, no, I warned you so many times. I tried to help so many times. Like, I told you this was going to happen. If it happened again, it kept happening, like, yeah. tough. It, this is it. Okay. And um, then after that, after, like, two weeks, I was just having constant migraines. I was really not coping. I started to feel bad like maybe I wasn't doing the right thing I cared about him so much Mm -hmm. I loved him so much I didn't like to see him in so much pain and stress and I ended up dropping my statement and making an agreement with him that if he went to therapy and did all these things that I would leave it but the police had at this point taken it without me like they said it's a matter of public interest he's trying to get into the national party he, you know, like, no, we're mm-hmm. not dropping this. And so they carried it on without me. And yeah. they ended up contacting every ex-girlfriend he's ever had or anyone that he'd been in, in, like, engaged with in that way. Yeah. And they all pretty much had the same story. Yeah. He had either done it to them or... Or in some way, shape, or form had done it to them. Whether it was bikini pictures or just impersonation in general. Yeah. Um, and would target men that they knew.
1: Mm.
0: And then it was really only on this fake Caitlyn Pierre profile mm-hmm. that it was men that we didn't know. In which right. case, I guess, suppose using my photos was just easy because he had them. Yeah,
1: but it's, I just don't understand. Yeah. Why? Like, why the need? Yeah. You could get photos from anywhere.
0: Anywhere. I don't... Yeah, I guess... I don't know. I can't. I that's that's what the detective made that comment to me. Why not just use images off the internet? Doesn't make. Like- I think when it was coming to. Specific impersonation of me and other girls. Yeah, we knew well, I, it was to different. target people. But when mean he's he pretending he to be
1: someone else, I'm like, why? Why not use yeah. other photos? You're yeah. not to get like I don't get the dynamic of it. It I doesn't know. make sense to me. Why keep violating me? You,
0: I know. It's it's, I think, it's it's targeted. Like, why would he do that? I think there is such a lack of understanding of how it actually affects me. Yeah, I genuinely believe. He can't understand how his behavior has violated me. Mm. I don't think he... He can see that. I don't think he can see that. Interesting, and we want this person to be... Anyway, well... I'll keep my comments to myself. Yeah. But we've, this has been a difficult thing for us to discuss because we had wanted to talk about this because we feel it's important, but we were really worried too about like legal ramifications. Mm -hmm. And so we had been talking with um, the police and things about how, we do it in the right way and they had really suggested that we just talk about the facts. So everything we're talking about, I've got factual evidence evidence of, of. I've got like, it was all submitted to the police. I've got Mm -hmm. the voice recording. I've got screenshots. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that was just a point of concern. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's difficult on many levels. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Including friendship. I think too, I've struggled because, um, crazily i still care about him yeah and i didn't want to hurt him and i wanted him to recognize his behavior in a way where he could seek help for it behind closed doors and it wasn't going to humiliate him in any way yeah but when do you think,
1: like, just to, like, not to cut you off, but, yeah, like, yeah. do you think that you care about him in a sense because he's a human being and he's got...
0: I think I care about him because, obviously, we're in a relationship. Yeah, And yeah. I knew So there's some history there, but... Very personally. Yeah. I care about it because I strongly believe that there has got to be significant pain there to mm, behave this way. Definitely. And it makes me really empathetic because as awful as his behavior is... I can completely understand that it has to come from somewhere. Yeah.
1: This still doesn't justify no, his actions, No, but
0: that's been my issue with yeah. doing anything significant about it. Like yeah. I tr- And that's why I, going to the police, it took me two and a half years yeah. before I did it. Yeah, And it took it happening consistently and me warning consistently for the final time where I had said if this happens, I will report you. And he still did it again. Yeah. And I was like, Taryn, you have to, you can't threaten things and not follow through. Yeah. Otherwise, of course, he's not going to believe me when I say, it. and yeah. I did it. Yeah. But then even then I still retracted it. Yeah. Oh, cause that's what I was saying. So yeah. I, I had retracted the statement and then they carried it on. And then I found out that he was not doing anything we had agreed to. He yeah. wasn't going to therapy. He wasn't doing anything that no. we had agreed to. Every single time I had tried to ask for proof that he was going, he would just say to me that I was putting too much pressure on him. I was trying to make him um, jump, you know how he had implied yeah. he was going to jump off a bridge. And then he started saying to me, well, you just want me to do it. You're just trying to push me over the edge. And I was saying, no, I just want proof that I'm holding up my end. I need you to hold up yours. Mm. And it took me months. And then finally, I put my foot down and I just said, I need proof or I'm going back to the police. Mm. And that's when he had said to me, like, wow, well, well, I need a break from you. Like, but we weren't even together at this point. And I said, you know what? Fucking sweet. Yeah. Take as long as you need. Like, In fact, don't come back. Yeah. Like, ever. Yeah, I, That's fine. I would be
1: much happier without having to think about you. Yeah, we're
0: not in a fucking relationship. Like, take <laughs> as long as you fucking need a break from me. I just need proof or I'm going back to the police. Like, yeah. fuck. And finally... He sent me through this proof, and it was <laughs> emails. He had he was like, "I just don't want you to know what we're exchanging emails about." And I was like, "That's fine. I just need just need to you know, know that, that you're ex- exchanging emails. Like yeah. fuck anything." He sent me these emails with the therapist's name, with the content blocked out, but it was like blocked out with like with a black... highlighter. Yeah, like a black highlighter pen on yeah. the iPhone. I was gonna say like I,
1: I I think most people know on an iPhone you can use the highlighting tool or there's like a pen tool that you can use on photos, but it was the highlighting one. But he'd done it black. But then he'd like, like, kind of just it gone was on over a, a few times. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, it I wasn't could, opaque at I all. Could like, see through you could. it
0: and Definitely I was like it. hang on a minute and I could read <laughs> you lighten it up yeah and you could you could read it without having to lighten so it so I initially I could read through it and yeah. I'm like hang on a minute and I could see these are campaign emails and so I'm like hang on so I go on my phone the editing and I, I brighten them up so that I can see them perfectly literal ca- they're talking about the national campaign yeah I'm like are you fucking kidding me like th- this is not therapy <laughs> I responded and I said you know what i can see that this is just campaign emails i'm not doing this anymore i'm going back to wasn't the place. he like where'd you get those from he literally turned around to me and goes i didn't send that where'd you get that from and i was like oh yeah i just made up these emails i literally <laughs> scrolled up like two centimeters on our message thread screenshotted the pictures he just sent me and sent it back and said like lol this y- you yeah like? and he just fully guessed like trying to turn around i didn't send that where'd you get that from that's not what i sent scroll up Two messages, mate. But he, he constantly made me question my reality. Yeah. And it had worked for a really long time. I think the only reason in this kind of an instance it didn't, because he, he did, it's, it's as stupid as that is, he had just sent it to me. He still, I still questioned myself, like for a te- like just a second. It's unbelievable. Because earlier in our relationship, I never picked up on it. So, mm. and it happened constantly. Yeah. And I constantly questioned myself. And I think, um, because this is how it had happened and we'd already been broken up for a couple months, I was kind of starting to come to terms with like holding myself more and being like, mm, no. And yeah. like, in, in my truth, like, so no, proud of you. this happened, but it seems so crazy, but that's how much it affected m- my awareness. I literally felt like psychotic. Like yeah. I just had n- my, my reality. I was not grounded in it i did not understand like what was real and what wasn't like yeah. it was just it, it baffles me because when I it's, think it's unbelievable to think about like it's yeah. such an unbelievable situation but also when i was constantly being told no that didn't happen no i didn't say that and no like, Wait, what? yeah and i would be By someone you trusted too. yeah and like right after it would happen too yeah. and it would like i was just it was just constantly constantly made to question my feelings and thoughts
1: yep totally so when you found out the highlighted pictures that he sent weren't real (laughs) yeah what did you do you went
0: so I went back to the police and I just said um that I wanted to resubmit my statement great and they said to me you know we've we've carried on the investigation anyway Mm -hmm. um so you know kind of got me up to speed um and then I was just kind of a waiting game. They pretty much were done. They just had to send it off to, to be reviewed and things and see if, if there was anything that could be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had called me in not long after that to come and speak with them about it. And I could tell it wasn't good news. Mm. He sounded really disappointed and wanted to talk to me in person. Yeah. And I came in and they basically said to me that they couldn't get him criminally. The law was written too long ago. And, um, before the likes of Snapchat, where if you send something and it deletes within a couple of seconds, Mm -hmm. um, and never saves, uh, because the law was written before there were apps like this, Mm -hmm. it, in the law's eyes, it's like I have sent him a physical file and now he owns it and can do whatever he wants with it, regardless of the fact that it's intimate, that it's I haven't given permission, that I never sent it to him like it, like it, in a way where he could keep it. Yeah, like, right. That's not even the method of how it was delivered. Yeah. It's like having a phone call with someone. You don't expect them to be recording you while you're on the phone. Right, right. So I suppose... I was just thinking, this comes back to like how I could record the conversation with one person knowing. I suppose this is like one person knowing. Yeah. But he, I didn't know and there was nothing I could do about it. Yeah. And so um, they think, were really disappointed and so was I. Yeah. And that was kind of that. Yeah. And um, they couldn't get him on perverting the course of justice either because, because it, it,
1: the initial thing wasn't illegal.
0: Exactly. So there was no justice to pervert.
1: And I think this is another reason why we're doing this. In fact, for me, it's one of the main reasons that I wanted yeah. to like Discussing. support you and get behind you for this because
0: the law needs to change. Yeah, it's not okay. No. Like, some, something has to be done in regard to this or it just encourages this kind of behavior. Exactly. And it's violating people's personal... Privacy. That That's not okay. Right to their own body, right to their, themselves intimately. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, Yeah. I think something needs to change in that regard. It's just like, there are already, um, laws and things around like revenge porn, but they couldn't even get him with that because the intent of him doing it was completely self-satisfactory. It wasn't to hurt me. Like, um, he wasn't doing it to, to cause me pain, you know? So that's where that falls short. And I think, you know, there are laws about, Physically observing people mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. um, that are illegal, yeah. but as technology has evolved, the, the law hasn't evolved with it. Yeah. So yeah, I agree, and, and I think too, like how I was saying, it encourages this kind of behavior. Mm. Like with him in particular, I think for him it was just another like, oh well, I can get away with it. So yeah. because he had, he always had this attitude that he would never get caught, even when he was going into politics, and I'd really voiced my concern around it. Yeah. It was he was like, nah, I've, I've got things in place. that's never going to happen. And mm. I'm just like, but he made a comment to you. Yeah, after 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 the case was closed, his they had to contact him or his lawyer or whatever to tell him that it had been closed and they had found no criminal wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. And he messaged me and said, "You went to the police with no result," and I felt like it was just a slap in the fucking face. Yeah, quite frankly, yeah, um, it was so. I just felt like it had taken me so much courage to finally stand up for myself at all and stand up to yeah. him. And I had felt so scared in doing it. Yeah. And then I did it and then he still just came out on top. I really was so upset. Yeah. Um. But then, you know, I had so many people advise me like, why don't you go to the media? Yeah. Why don't you, you know, do this, that and the other thing? And I didn't – I just didn't want to. I think – because it had taken me so much courage to do this in the first place and I was so concerned with how it would affect him really traumatizing to relive exactly I didn't I just wanted to move on I just felt like you know, hopefully this was enough of a scare and yeah. he would just at least And you're broken doing up it to now, me. like yeah. this is the end of it. I'm just gonna move on with my life and Meanwhile try to, Yeah. And then it wasn't. And then it kept happening. And uh, even even what how long have you broken up now? We actually broke up a year ago. Yeah. But um so we broke up a year ago but our contact dragged out for quite a while after that. Mm. especially with after I'd reported him and then he'd really voiced to me how he had been feeling through that and that he was said to me he was going to go to therapy and he needed support and all these things yeah and I think I still had such an emotional attachment to him I wanted to support him through that yeah and support him through what I thought he was helping himself yeah and so he was in this campaign period and we weren't together but I was still trying to be there for him in a way that I was able to yeah um so we were still in contact for quite a while yeah um but then when it was shortly after the campaign period where I really put my foot down and said, I need proof. Like you don't have an excuse anymore. The campaign period's over. The stress has dried down. Like, you know, like, yeah. And then that's time to get serious. That's when I went with your
1: end of the bargain. Yeah.
0: And that's when I went back to the place because I found out he had never been going in the first place. Right. Um, so, we were still in contact for, like, three or four months after we had split. Mm. But we've been split, like, we've been in no contact, yeah, for, like, must be close to, like, nine months now. Yeah. I mean, how long have I been home? That's probably the last time. Yeah. Yeah, It was, like... It it will be around October, probably. And then, um, to find out... And then I found out, so when I found out a few weeks ago, he was still doing it. Mm. It's not just that it just happened a few weeks ago. Some of the, like the one that sent me the images, Mm -hmm. it was a couple months ago that he had. And then there was another one that had been contacted a few weeks ago. Yeah. So all over Snapchat, impersonating me, doing the same thing, trying to gain images, (sighs) sending ones of me. And that's when I just felt... I think I had felt like I had come so far with, like, my mental health. You had. And setting these boundaries and recognizing my own patterns, taking responsibility for kind of where I had ended up in my own life emotionally. And feeling like I finally had this, like, power over myself and and felt um, starting to feel less weak, I suppose. I had felt so weak and so broken and inadequate and i can't even explain Mm. like i literally did not even feel like a human being like to feel like i was finally coming back into myself and standing back into my power yeah and then to find out all over again that it's still happening and he's Mm. still doing it to me i felt instantly like a victim again i felt weak i felt emotionally overwhelmed and violated yeah and I just it just threw me right back into it again and I think because it's not been smooth sailing like in these last months like I have been experiencing post-traumatic stress yeah I still have panic attacks Mm. I still feel really conflicted or confronted when I'm talking to a man or when I'm talking to an authority figure Mm. when I'm talking to a manager um and then things that are so subtle, but have caused me so much overwhelm mm. and it has really debilitated me in my life. Yeah. When I was just starting to feel more and more in control just to be thrown back into it again, I just was like, I just felt futile again, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I think that's really when, that's when I made that post on Instagram yep. and said, actually, I'm not protecting him anymore. I'm taking a stand for myself. Yeah. I said, this is not me. This is Jake Bezant. Yeah. I had this overwhelmingly supportive response of people saying that they knew that he had done this, mm-hmm. that he had done it to them, whether they were the woman he was impersonating or the man being targeted on the other side yeah. or just people showing genuine support for yeah. me and saying that they would support me speaking up and doing something about it. Yeah. I, felt, I felt like I had the support And the strength to take a stand for myself. Mm. And I'm not going to allow myself to be victimized. And Mm. I think if I can, if I stand up and take control of my narrative and say, this isn't me, this is bullshit, this is not okay. It makes me feel more powerful than just sitting down and taking it and letting him do it to me because I'm too afraid of the response Mm. or I'm too afraid of feeling embarrassed or I'm too afraid of hurting him. Yeah. And it's been a hard thing. Like, I made that post like a month ago now, I think. Yeah, and it's been
1: literally like tossing and turning and trying to figure out what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Yeah. And it's been like really agonizing to watch you go through. But I've just been like, I'll support you no matter what. We've
0: already recorded this specific podcast. Yeah. Well, you and I have recorded it twice. I've recorded it by myself twice. And now we're back here again because that's how... (laughs) conflicting my feelings were yeah. and um I just didn't I was just terrified yeah and Which felt really enough. confused and yeah it's I,
1: like I think you really need to give yourself credit and like I want to really express how proud I am of you not only from like a best friend point of view but also because this isn't an easy thing to be vulnerable about yeah. and I really what I hope and envision from this podcast is people feeling more empowered, stand up for themselves yeah. and like you should be really proud of the fact that you're doing it too. So thank you. Yeah. Like it's not easy.
0: I think I really hope to um, like gain out of like, not this episode specifically, but just our podcast in general, mm. is just creating that self-awareness. Yeah. Like I think through, through this process and the things I learned about myself and why I would even um, be in such a relationship where I was treated so poorly, yeah. which I'll elaborate on in a different episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it allowed me to recognize my own patterns, take responsibility for myself and my own life and yeah. where, I, what I was, you know, the boundaries that I did not have yeah, and realize that I actually, I have the control and ability to feel good and full and happy and, be surrounded by people that treat me that way yeah. and well, you know, yeah. in my life. And I hope I know I understand how when you're in this situation and you're playing into these patterns and behaviors of your own, how you can't even see it Mm -hmm. and you just feel so upset and broken all the time and worthless. Like like you're just not worth enough and therefore Mm -hmm. there must be something wrong with you and you need a change to make these people love and And appreciate you. And you're constantly
1: trying to work for them.
0: Yes. Rather than yourself. I hope that I can share my own process of like Mm self-discovery to encourage or maybe help others see their own patterns and in turn do the same thing yeah because it really is difficult to see yeah it yeah. is
1: and that's the first step is just being aware of them and then, yeah and yeah that's totally i just want to normalize like
0: everything everything, about everything. i think
1: yeah, we all go through things, and you don't have to do it alone. Yeah. So,
0: well, I think too, like that was the whole like when we first wanted to make this podcast was to talk about like sexuality and mm. mental health mm-hmm. and all these taboo topics that people don't discuss. Yeah. And I think because we are so open and accepting of all these forms of sex- expression mm-hmm. and um just you know everyone in their like uniqueness. Yeah. I think too that's also been another thing that I have found really conflicting to talk about this because I. As awful as this experience has been, and as not okay as this behavior is, mm. I never want to shame someone in any way. Nah, no, um, no mental health. No, no kink shaming. Like, no. yeah. So I think that has been conflicting. Yeah. is knowing kind of because clearly a line is crossed here. Yes, but yeah. it's just knowing how to go about right. expressing how I'm feeling yeah. about this situation. Yeah, and it's a fine line we're walking. Yeah. Um, because obviously it's morally
1: wrong what's happened and yeah, it's like, how do you go about talking about that without shaming
0: the behaviors and, and the potential pain of the person on the other side when what they're feeling and going through to even be expressing such behaviors. Yeah. So yeah, I think. But it also makes me really excited because finally, after we have wanted to start this for so long, we're finally doing it. (laughs) And um, we have got so many topics that we really want to cover. Like I am like a psychology freak and I'm just obsessed Literally. and I love like researching and um, like writing discussion papers and essays and things like the thing where people are like oh, I don't miss uni I hate assignments and I'm like oh my god I'm thriving right now loving it <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah. like we kind of want to relate these things with like what we want to talk about so yeah. like with our own sexual experiences and our own sexuality and our, our own, own mental, mental health, health our own trauma patterns our own trauma patterns and yeah. then the actual psychological evidence behind it yeah. statistics We've, yeah everything we want to talk about paraphilias yes which i think
1: next episode yeah i think will follows talk on about what paraphilias well. are yeah
0: i'll, I'll cover that like really quickly yeah. so paraphilias are um well paraphilic disorders are different to paraphilias but like society won't really differentiate them. Right. So paraphilias are just kind of um what would be considered like abnormal, abnormal love, okay. abnormal sexual expression. That's, That's what, what means. paraphilia is, means is abnormal love. Yeah. I learned that today from you. Yes. <laughs> so, and then the paraphilic disorder is when these behaviors almost become compulsive and, and mm. distressing and take over a person's life. Yeah. Um, Can you give an example of one? Uh, so that people yes. know what will be like talked about? Well, we, I, I don't think we'll discuss this, but a perfect and a very common paraphilic disorder that is known as pedophilia. Yeah. Yeah. Where people have the sexual attraction towards children, exactly. which clearly is not okay. No, it's disgusting. But the person feeling them cannot change the way that they feel. Right. And it usually originates from very early childhood experiences. And, um, because, like, pedophilia, as an example, is mm. really distressing. Mm. I mean, so it's, like, you know, really not okay. Mm. The people feeling this way often also feel really distressed yeah. and, um, by it. Yeah. And it really takes over their life. Yeah. So I think we'll get into that. We're going to cover paraphilias. I feel like it's a really good follow-on from here. I just recently wrote a discussion paper and an essay on voyeuristic disorder. Perfect. Which is where people observe um another person like nude or sexually engaging mm-hmm. without them being aware of it mm-hmm. so i think it's a pretty good follow-on from what we discussed today yeah definitely. um and yeah we want to like kind of bring examples and just like really go into these things we also want to go into abuse why the abuser abuses why the victim stays Stays. yep um which again is also a really good follow-on from our topic today so i'd say those will be the next in the next couple episodes yeah
1: yeah And then, you know, each one, I feel like we'll just have something new that we want, that will spring from that
0: conversation. Yeah, Yeah. man, we've got some good topics and some good experiences. Some good stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We're both looking at each other like, right? (laughs) Like, I know what you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. So I think that's pretty much it. Yeah.
1: Give us some... I'm like
0: if you have any questions, yeah, let or, us know. And also, like even that, yeah things we've already talked about too. Like we're totally happy if there are other questions to yeah to do another to answer episode. them or another yeah. episode on the same topic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. We want it to be fun and interesting, informative, and too, but educational.
1: Yeah, and like just a nice little balance. Yeah, of interesting things that need to be talked about more. Basically, yeah, for sure. Yeah cool awesome well cool, yeah thanks for joining us and um feel free to sponsor us <laughs>
0: <laughs> can you can you pay my mortgage yeah, <laughs> um
1: whenever you're ready
0: <laughs> all right have a great
1: life <laughs> and hope to hope to like, be hearing I, from you soon afternoon yeah. i don't know have a great life <laughs> Have a great life and um we hope that you found this enjoyable and informative mm. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, peace out respect.